I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Welcome back into KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the BYU Cougars. Getting ready for BYU versus Kansas. It's inside Cougar football with BYU tight end Isaac Rex. And it's always brought to you by Economic Partners. And joining me, as always, tight end Isaac Rex. Isaac, it's long in the rearview mirror. Probably feels like a lifetime already ago, but I do want to bring it up. How much fun was that post game last week, the celebration against Arkansas? Oh, it was so fun. I mean, when you just go into an SEC stadium and, you know, you're able to win a game, it's it's like no other feeling just because, you know, the SEC is so – they love football so much down there. And the fact that, you know, we were able to go out, make it out with the win was so exciting. And so, yeah, there was some, some good dancing by Kalani and the crew. And Kalani makes sure – he makes sure uh, we dance every time we win. So – uh, no matter what the score is, even if we're feeling good about ourselves, every win matters in college football. So he's always making sure we're dancing after the game. You guys came away with a big win, 38-31 over Arkansas. And uh, I do want to also bring up a play. You had that that great catch. It was second and nine, I think, in the second quarter. You extend out and make a, a catch for – it ended up being 26 yards and, and set up another touchdown. Did you think you had the tight end record right there in that moment when – when it was kind of bobbled and you secured the pass? Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when uh, you have those fast SEC players, I knew someone was right behind me. So, um, But, you know, I, I had to reach out and kind of had to stumble and catch it. And, you know, luckily, every time I fall, I, I gain like another extra, you know, eight yards, which helps just because I'm tall, so... Um, yeah, that helps out on the stat line, but no, I knew that someone was going to be right. And when I was stumbling and, you know, trying to make the one-handed catch, yeah, I knew that it was, uh, someone was going to be right behind me. You had that great catch and then Chase Roberts has to come in and just upstage you or something with that touchdown grab. (laughs) He sure did upstage me. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the best catches I think in BYU history, you know, just, on the road, you know, fourth quarter, we're in the red zone. 
to pull and snag down that one-handed catch was all time. So, yeah, Chase is one of my best friends, so it was really cool to watch live and just to see him ball out like that. What makes Chase such a good player? Um, really long, lengthy, very athletic. Um, you know, he works hard. He he loves the game. He's a yeah. He's a really talented player, and you know, he's he's already had some really breakout games um, when you think about it in the past. And I think he's just going to keep getting better throughout you know the years that he's at BYU and beyond. I'm curious, Isaac. Again, Isaac Rex here on on KSL News Radio. There was another illegal touching penalty. It negated a 30 yard catch for you that would have put you guys in, in Arkansas territory. It was third week in a row that's happened. You weren't the cause of all of them, but can you just give our listeners a basic understanding of what's causing this? I know it's hard to explain on an audio medium, but can you just kind of give the cliff notes of how that came to be or how, how this is happening? Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's just getting lined up properly. Um, you know, I, the, the sad part is I'd have like, you know, 50 more yards if, yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if that didn't get, you know, if that rule was, you know, wasn't allowed. But no, it's just, uh, you know, just getting lined up properly. Um, I could blame it on myself as in maybe I should, you know, look over and see the receivers covering me and tell them to get off. But it's, uh, hey, it's that's how football is sometimes, but. Um, yeah, it's it's all good. We'll, we'll get it fixed. Well, you've got a chance this week, Isaac, to get things fixed. You know, those little nuances to always get better each and every single week, and you got that chance against the Kansas Jayhawks coming up here today. And with Kansas, it's the first Big 12 game in BYU's history. How excited are you for that opportunity? I'm super excited. I think we were talking as a team, and you know, this is the first team that will ever play in the first Big 12 game, you know, in BYU history. So there's a, that's like an ESPN stat, basically. But um, it's it's exciting, you know, that we have this opportunity and, you know, we want to make the most of it. Um, Kansas is a super good team, um, a really, you know, hard-nosed team. They've been winning a lot of games recently. They're undefeated also, so... Um, it's going to be a, a battle, and it's going to be exciting. One quarter of the season is already done. How do you feel the offense, or maybe yourself, how, how you perform thus far, and maybe areas you're looking to improve this week and beyond? Yeah, I feel like our offense has, you know, been pretty good. Um, it, it could be better. I feel like we haven't had a complete game yet where you know we're clicking on all cylinders and on the run game or on the. You know, past game, uh, we know we kind of had to rely on, you know, one part of our offense a little bit more in some cases. So we're still looking for our, um, you know, a game that is complete. But uh, we're scoring points. Um, you know, we're we're not turning the ball over. Um, we're we're playing pretty well and pretty sound football. So. You know, not a ton of, of penalties also, which is huge. And yeah, I mean, you know, there's always things you could fix, but I feel like we're doing pretty well. How would you describe the the mood around practice in preparation for that ESPN stat, the first ever Big 12 game against a Big 12 opponent? 
Uh, the mood's been great. I mean, everyone's excited. Um, obviously, when you start getting in farther in the season, there's more bumps and bruises that, you know, is going throughout the team, you know, some injuries. And, you know, we're just hoping to keep guys healthy, other guys step up. And um, it's, a, you know, this this season's a grind. It's only 12 games. You know, you're not you're only promised 12 games. And so when you, you know, you're playing college football, it, it, it can take a toll on your body. So, you know, guys are just trying to get healthy and, you know, trying to focus more on the mental side of studying their plays, you know, studying, um, uh, studying film. Um, and that's equally as important as, you know, what we're doing on the field in practice. Are you excited to be in a conference race for the first time in your career? Oh, yeah. I mean, you always... I was a big 12 or a, not big 12. I was a Pac-12 guy and I'd always, you know, look at the standings of the Pac-12 and, you know, see who was up and who was leading it. Um, you know, and, and even I was a Mountain West guy, you know, back in the day when BYU was in the Mountain West, I, I loved watching Mountain West football and especially I loved watching, uh, Mountain West basketball with Jimmer and yeah. the, the Mountain West actually had some, you know, great teams with San Diego State. Uh, you know, New Mexico was really good at the time. UNLV, you know, those were some good Mountain West teams and, and basketball. And so I was, I was always stoked if BYU won, you know, the Mountain West Conference or, um, you know, stuff like that. So it's exciting. We get to be in a, you know, conference this year and fight for something more. Kansas, their defense is number one nationally in havoc that plays so far through the first three weeks. Is there any carryover from what maybe Arkansas did that, kind of carries over with Kansas or is this kind of a completely different defensive scheme what you're facing this week? Um, I would say it's similar in the fact that there, you know, there's really good athletes on, on their defense side of the ball. Um, From what we've seen, they, you know, may run a little bit more zone than man. Um, But um, I mean, I feel like it's, it's you know pretty similar each week as in you got to go out there and play football you know it's yeah. it's not uh you know so compl- you know complex you, you just got to line up in front of the the player next to you or in front of you got to do your plays you got to do your 111 and that's basically what football's all about so um yeah i mean we could go into the complexities of the Kansas defense but different from other defenses but at the end of the day, you know, they're playing to win and we're going to be playing to win. So that's all that really matters. Are you going to get revenge against Kansas for your dad who was in that 1992 Aloha Bowl? <laughs> I actually don't uh, remember that game at all. I don't know why he doesn't talk about it. He only talks about the games that, you know, he did really well in or something controversial <laughs> happened. That's usually the times, you know, my dad talks about I, games. But. I'm convinced your dad, all of his games were ever played just in Hawaii. It was always just in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> the memorable ones yes. were always in Hawaii. That's right. Mitch, the memorable ones. <laughs> well, yeah. Isaac, I think this, this Saturday is going to be a memorable stage, and I think it's going to be a chance to, to get a win. It would be a memorable setting to get that done as you guys go in with a chance to try to start 1-0. That's kind of another fun thing about this is that 
In a way, it's just a new season once again for you guys. Appreciate the time, Isaac. I know that uh, hopefully baby Luca's getting that sleep schedule in. Hopefully he's doing okay. <laughs> yeah, he's doing pretty good. Um, I can't complain too much. My wife got him sleep trained, so he's doing pretty good. All right. Well, we'll, we'll check in next week and uh, appreciate the time. I'll see you, uh, see you on Saturday night. Yep. Have a good one, Mitch. And that's Isaac Rex, BYU tight end, inside Cougar football every week here on KSL News Radio, extended pregame and Cougar Sports Saturday, and it's presented by Economic Partners. Taking a timeout here from Lawrence as we get you ready for BYU and Kansas, you'll hear Matt Biamonte's conversation with Harvey Unga, the latest on the running back room. What's going on with Aiden Robbins? What about the emergence of LJ Martin? We'll hear from Coach Unga next here on Extended Pregame, live from Lawrence, Kansas, and it's all right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.